0: This week on the Rotten or Righteous podcast, well, we get really into reviewing The Borrowed Christmas. You do not talk to me unless you're spoken to! You're my daughter! You understand? You call me Daddy. We're methoding this! (sighs) The only podcast that believes that Christmas is for children who believe in Santa Claus, and those children are me. With me today, as always, he's still trying to figure out how he would hug his fake daddy. He's Luke Taylor. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 <laughs> actually. Yeah, I figured it out this week.
1: So and, tightly. Uh,
2: <laughs> you figured out how to hug a fake daddy this week? Yeah. Uno yeah. momento <laughs> por favor, my dear friend Zach. Go on,
1: Luke. Uh, so tightly as to um,
0: produce strangulation. <laughs> I would, it, you know what? I agree with you. You remember in Gladiator uh, where Commodus hugs his dad? Yeah. <laughs> he like just that. Yeah. Suffocates him into his chest? That's how I would hug my fake daddy. <laughs> And along with Luke, Scott was worried that I was going to come in and tell him how to cook. But then I complimented his houseplants, and he was totally cool with me after that. Hi, Scott. <laughs>
1: hey. If you had prepare to prepare uh. Christmas dinner, no, actually, oh. if you had to, pre- what is your favorite type of cookie? Because please tell me it's not oatmeal raisin. No, it's nobody oatmeal raisin, but it's not my favorite.
0: No, yeah, but it's if I go to a plate, butter. if I go to like a plate of Christmas cookies, and the only ones left is an oatmeal raisin. That's a disappointment, you know. I'll eat it Absolutely. because I'm not gonna like walk away without a cookie. But <laughs> that's, you know, that's I, not an option. <laughs> I would rather take like a plain sugar cookie, no icing, than an oatmeal raisin. I would. I agree.
1: People who like oatmeal raisin cookies, you have to you have to watch out for those people. I would rather so just
0: take like the movie Borrowed Christmas, <laughs> like like a, like a communion wafer. I'd rather take the communion bread <laughs> and eat that instead <laughs> a, of an oatmeal raisin a, cookie. <laughs> those are the kind we of had uh, conver-
2: we had this conversation last
0: year. I'm having a flashback here. Yeah, we're gonna have lots of conversations like oatmeal that we cookies, had. Though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I like, it's like the raisins. oatmeal. It's yeah, the texture. oatmeal cream pies. I love oatmeal cream pies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're gonna, having, those, we're gonna be having we're gonna be having a lot of conversations <laughs> that we had last year because this week we are. <laughs> reviewing a movie we've already reviewed. <laughs> but the first review, uh, I didn't know how to edit yet, and so I edited it terribly, and it was like double speed the whole time. And it just was really bad. And we make too many references to this movie that uh, I just, I just needed to redo it. Plus, of all the movies we reviewed, of everything we reviewed, this is probably my favorite. This year, we watched... Probably what created the best episode that is the worst to listen to in Rotten Righteous history. Again, uh, The Borrowed Christmas. Boo. Christmas. It's a 2014 movie that looks like it was made. Never. It doesn't look like it was made. It looks (laughs) like it accidentally happened. (laughs)
2: <laughs> there were like two sixth grade girls that decided to do this for an extra credit project. When
0: you're no, the sad high thing school. is, is that would be better because there was just a bunch of grown men that wrote and made this movie. Like the director <laughs> yeah, has a straight up incredible. man bun. I'm pretty sure Dallas I'm Jenkins so was there was their associate producer just in the, the wings. <laughs> going, well, I don't <laughs> like it too much because there's not enough Mary Magdalene, but. <sighs> I'm so confused as to how this
1: just became a thing. Like, how does it get on like reputable video sites? Like maybe anyone can do this. I don't know. And I'm just no, oblivious you to you can it.
0: anybody can post something and say it's a movie and register it with
1: IMDb. Anyone can. And then, and people can find it on Amazon.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if they can find it. I don't know if they can find it on Amazon, but if I tell Amazon, Hey, this is a movie legitimately, here's the IMDb credits. Um, I don't want, or will not make any money for this, so can you please put it on for free? Amazon will probably be like, okay, why not?
1: Well, well they're actually kind of strict, which is kind of why I wondered because they. Um, I looked into getting video work on Amazon because I know a guy who's done it, but they, at least when I applied, they weren't taking like any more like independent content. You had to have have it approved through like this long process and I had to meet all these standards. And I can't imagine <laughs> this video. Yeah, but Luke, the problem,
0: the problem is about you is that you got to understand that this movie was made by the chip Rossetti. Okay. Oh, we're talking about the guy that directed the movie, the dream motel check in with an angel. All right. <laughs> we're talking about the guy that directed the movie. Life can change in an instant. That's not the title. The title is apparently The Three, but the title was hidden behind the tagline. So it's even terrible marketing that this guy does. He worked on The Dark, Forever Winter. What's that? Probably something terrible. I can't even find this guy. Chip Rossetti. Or Jip. Is it
1: Chip or Jip?
0: It's Chip. Like, oh, chi- oh, it's Chip. Chip. C-H-I-P. No, yeah, his name's Jip. Jip Rossetti. Okay. But no, what we're going to do uh, today is pretend as if we didn't review this movie last year and go through it like we normally do. Maybe some new things will come up that we didn't discuss. Maybe we'll fall in love again with with past uh, observations. But as with any good movie... (laughs) <laughs> and I use that term loosely. You start loosely. at the beginning. And this one, uh, of course, begins with a, an original song that I cannot find the lyrics for online. But it goes through basically explaining how Christmas is for children and toys, just like the singer. The singer is a grown woman, but she says several times in this song that she is a child uh, that Christmas is made for. Christmas
3: is for children. Can't wait to trim the tree And paper chains and shiny lights Jingle bells and silent nights And special times with friends and family Christmas is for children
0: Now, much like the movie, towards the end of the song, Jesus is just kind of shoved in there. There's no indication in this song that it's going to take a religious slant until you're two-thirds of the way through. Because the whole time it's like Christmas is for gingerbread and hot chocolate and for children like me. And Jesus was born on this day.
3: Christ was born this holy night
0: Beneath
3: the star of wonder's light A wondrous gift to all who dare believe Oh, but most of all this time of year I pray that peace on earth is near So all these Christmas joys will always be For Christmas is for children
0: like me. And Christmas is for children like me. And you're like, well, that, that came out of left field a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was told originally when we were told to watch this that this was going to be a faith-based movie, but man, the the faith part of it really just just jumps out of the closet and scares you uh, in the movie itself, but it it really shouldn't because it was foreshadowed in the song that was totally not about uh, perpetrating the lie uh, that the pagan holiday known as, as Christmas uh, is actually Jesus's birth was actually going to be a big part of this movie, but it was right there in the opening song.
1: I feel like maybe, you know, this guy was, maybe he was converted like midway through. You know, and he's like, oh, no, I only have the intro left in the very end of my shooting. And he was like, well, we need to include Jesus in here. So he shoved it in at the end.
0: See, I think he took yeah, the Dallas Jenkins approach. Scene. All right. I think that he tried to make a le- – not a legitimate. That's the wrong term. I think that he tried to make a mainstream movie, and then towards the middle of it, he was like, you know, most of our shots are out of focus, and the sound design is terrible. So… Um, <laughs> So uh and the actors can't act. Hey, you know who's stupid? Christians. They'll buy anything. Let's just let's just make this a Christian movie. <laughs> we have this song that shoehorns in Jesus, much like this show. And um <laughs> much like. <laughs> and uh there's some slow motion of a Christmas tree at a fireplace and I still got motion sick when the credits popped up. They have like comic sans Credits that, that have some like weird transition that they got from PowerPoint, and then the guys playing and, and Final Cut Pro and just has them jiggle around for some reason.
1: I don't know. Whoever made this it didn't and it had no idea what Final Cut Pro was. This was like that straight up was like a PowerPoint effect that I used
0: when I was in eighth grade. And all serious, if you have not watched this movie, stop the podcast. You don't have to come back and listen to it, but just stop the podcast and, and go watch it treat yourself. You really should. Christmas, you really should. And then come back and then listen to it and really get what we're saying. Because I can only tell you that it looks jiggly on a weird background. And it'll make you feel like you're on a tilt-a-whirl at a five-cent fair. But you won't get that true nauseous effect that this movie gives you from its opening the, the same way as if you would experience it. And then we go into, you know, one of those local mom and pop rent to owns. It's not a rent to own, but it's a mom and pop rental store. You know how they crop up on every street corner in small towns. I've never we been anything. I've never been in a store that wasn't a rent to own. I've never been into a rent to own because I'm not a poor person, but I've. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Are you telling me I can buy this TV for a 500% markup and I only have to pay you $30 a week? Yep, that's what they're telling you. You're telling me at the end of the day <laughs> I can buy this 20-inch pay. TV that I could go to Walmart and get for $300 right now if I give you 1000 over the course of three months I can get it? So anyways, in your local rent-to-own, we come across the two of the main characters in this, in this film. This feel-good Christmas story. This movie? (laughs) Fish? (laughs) We have Jimmy. (laughs) A a 17-year-old kid who's borderline incestuous. And we also have... (laughs) Which, our dear viewer, that will become more evident to you later. And uh, we also have uh, the lady who, uh, her name's Anne. I just remembered that. I honestly could not remember the lady's name until I started trying to remember it. <laughs> I could which, remember it until I remembered which, it, when I was trying that, to remember it, which, I remembered you know, it. That's how brains work. Uh, her name is Anne Was <laughs> it Webster? What Winchester Weston. Weston Weston Anne Weston. Weston. Ann like Weston. she is so memorable, as you can tell. Anne Weston, <laughs> she owns this local rent to own and in walks Jeffrey Dahmer's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> a man and we know that because of the look he had in his eye. A man known as Mr. Dale. And Mr. Dale comes in, and he's like, Hey, do you guys rent things? And, you know, Ann's like, Dude, every single sign, front and back, so that way the camera can read it too, says, We Rent Things. That's all all of our signs say. It doesn't have any prices. It just says, We Rent Things. And then Jimmy's over in the corner. He's like, Yeah, and we rented a wheelbarrow today in snowy, snowy New England. That's all we sold today, a wheelbarrow. And the man's like, great. I don't need a wheelbarrow, but I do need a Christmas. And she's like, what? Christmas? And he's like, yeah, I want to rent a Christmas. I want to buy a Christmas. I'm talking Christmas trees. I would like to rent a Christmas.
3: It must start the afternoon before Christmas and last through Christmas night. All right. And there must be a beautifully decorated tree. All right. Hmm. Decorated tree. Christmas presents. Christmas carols. It works.
0: And then uh, keep in mind that every time he says something, Anne, who is out of focus in this scene, and the wall behind her is pristinely in focus, but Anne herself is out of focus because they have a blind man as a cinematographer. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> like
1: this scene, there's nothing complex about it. There's no fancy lighting. It's just literally they went down and sat down in this place.
0: Why could they not refilm this scene in focus? <laughs> I don't know, but I do know that they got five minutes of dialogue out of one line because he was like, <laughs> Mr. Dale goes, um, I'd like to buy a Christmas. And then Anne's like, you'd like to buy a Christmas? Yes, I'd like to buy a Christmas. You want to buy a Christmas? Yes, Yes. I'd like to buy a Christmas. The whole thing. A Christmas tree? A Christmas tree? Yes, a Christmas tree. And some carolers? Some carolers? Christmas presents. Christmas
1: carols. The works.
0: Christmas presents.
3: Christmas carols. The works. Five children. Five children. Mm Mm-hmm. Five children
0: are just coming home for the holidays.
3: Home for the holidays. A wife. Uh, <laughs> a wife.
0: Two girls and a boy. All right. Two girls and a boy. Yes, some carolers. And um, I'm thinking I need five children. Five children. Now, that's, now, that right there is an appropriate reaction to when someone says, hey, I'd like to buy five children. You should stop and question them uh, about whether or not they uh, are serious because child trafficking is a terrible, horrible problem across this world. But it gets, I won't say worse than child trafficking, but he does also go, and I'd like to buy a wife. Now, where I come from, that's prostitution, but Mr. Dale apparently doesn't see it that way.
1: I think and I'd so, rather buy a wife than traffic
0: children. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> Yeah, think. you. I mean, well, Zach just said it
1: it gets worse. No, I didn't. I said, <laughs> I, said a, I don't I said I don't think it gets worse. Oh, I thought you said it gets worse. He wants to <laughs> no. buy a wife. I was like, wait, <laughs> and what's worse than that? And what's properly. worse than that, my house
0: became the high school. <laughs> oh
2: shoot. Poor Mr. Dale.
1: Uh. So I was looking at IMDb, and he used Mister Dale again in another one of his movies. Oh yeah,
0: he, we're talking about check in with the angel, the hotel thing. I don't know what. Oh it was. yeah. And so as soon as and and, and Anne's like, okay, um, there's going to be a lot of money. We're talking, you know, to buy kids and whatnot. And he's like, money is no object. Let me write you a check, and then. And it's like, oh, he must be serious because he wrote a check. And I'm like, that's why most businesses don't take checks anymore, because you can <laughs> you can write whatever you want on a check. I Third could write party, postdated or otherwise. I could write you a million dollar check right now, Luke. I could write whatever I want on a check. No one is stopping me. Doesn't mean that you could cash it, but I could write a check for anything. You know, I mean. I just, that's so dumb. He wrote a check, so he's serious. No, he would be serious if he put down a significant down payment in cash, but whatever. And then Jimmy and Jimmy is off in the corner this whole time, just listening to this go down. As soon as Mr. Dale leaves, he starts snapping his fingers. I just want to punch the kid even more. I wanted to punch him last year. Now I want to punch him even more because his (laughs) boss is just sitting there going, okay, so we need to find ourselves a high-class woman of the night and some uh, kidnapped children to buy. And then Jimmy's like... Hey! Hey, Ann! <laughs> Miss quick! Quit staring at him! Was he
1: serious about that order?
0: Was he serious about that order? Miss Weston, is he serious? Yeah, he's serious. Jimmy, shut up. And then Miss Weston goes, Why'd I get into this business? You didn't. You did not get it into this. Was- I, I'm, I guarantee you that if I walked into a rent-to-own today, and I said, hey, I would like to, to, to buy a Christmas, they would be like, no, we're not we doing that. Don't. But it says you rent
2: any, everything. Well, I don't think you know what that means. Yeah.
0: You're an idiot. Go away, please. Bye-bye now. And then Jimmy says something profound. He goes, But he can't buy happiness.
1: I bet that's what he's trying to do. It's a lonely person that tries to buy happiness.
0: Oh, he's going to have a message. You know, for a fact that the screenplay ate Chinese food the day he wrote that. And that's what it said inside his fortune cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Jimmy gets a bad rap. I feel like Jimmy has
1: some acting potential, but when you're surrounded by trash, you know, you're going to smell like trash.
0: Yeah. But what you don't see is that in the uncut version, jimmy's next line he goes it's a lonely person who tries to buy happiness and then right underneath is like your lucky numbers are 10 12 16 (laughs) 42 98
2: that's what i wondered is there cue cards behind the camera for every single one of these people because
0: it sounds so rigid so there's no way there's no way they would step on each other's lines so much if they had the script they can look at there's no way But Jimmy also has the best, or the first chuckle of the movie, and by chuckle I mean something that the director thought was funny but isn't, because after he says it's a lonely person who tries to buy happiness, he just goes, I couldn't even want a lawnmower. we got plenty of those in the back. And again, it's (laughs) December, is why you didn't want a lawnmower, you moron. Because they have plenty of them, Zach. Why,
1: Why didn't he want some swim trunks? He wanted that, that snow-blowing lawnmower.
0: Uh, why didn't he want some suntan <laughs> lotion? Hey, Luke, do you really
2: believe that there's like some acting potential in Jimmy?
1: Yeah, like legitimately.
2: You know, I guess a couple times, uh, ju- and just a couple for me, it was like, okay, that was smooth. That acted like you could believe him, or his acting was like, okay, I could buy that. But so much of the time, it's so like, to me, it was just pressured and rehearsed that it came across just so unnatural. And we're about to see two of the worst here in just a second.
1: Yeah, no, I I legitimately feel like if they had taken the Mr. Dale, the main lady, and then Jimmy, and like, I I think that is the problem. Like, I don't think they rehearsed this more than once (laughs) because if he had just like spent half a second and worked with them on some, you know, just line delivery, I think it could have been a lot better, but it's, yeah, I really think they were just like showed up at this house one day, and they're like, "Okay, everybody memorized your lines, and I'll deliver them."
0: Okay, Miss Weston, Mr. Weinstein. <laughs> Miss Weston goes to Mr. Dale's house to get a feel for who Mr. Dale is as a person. Now she said that she was going to show up at nine thirty, but wouldn't you know, she's already five minutes late. We know that because one of the maids, Bridget and or Martha, I cannot keep them straight. I think Bridget might be the mentally challenged one. And Martha is the 30-year-old woman who's playing the part of an 80-year-old woman. (laughs) Maybe. I get them confused, too. But
1: anyways, Martha's like... Which one's the... Martha's the...
0: Younger one. Is she the dark-haired one? Yeah, and Bridget's the older one one that looks the like she could beard. play the age of one of the maids that they want him to be. So anyways, yeah. Martha's sitting there going, this woman.
4: She said she'd be here at 930. and She's already five minutes late. I wish she wouldn't come. A rented Christmas? What was Mr. Dale thinking of? Borrowed Christmas, Martha. Remember, he said it's a borrowed Christmas. He also said we need to cooperate. So that's what we're going to do.
0: Have you ever been mad at somebody for showing up five minutes late? To me, if you show up five minutes late, you're on time in my book because I can hardly ever get to someplace just five minutes late. <laughs> it depends you ask what me it is.
2: that question, am I ever upset? Only on Sundays and Wednesdays.
1: You'd <laughs> <laughs> hate it here. We start 20. like 20 minutes late sometimes.
0: Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even care. Our teacher I'd, doesn't even show up till twenty minutes late. I'd rather, I'd rather them show up at all. Five minutes late, twenty minutes late, I didn't care. I just want them there. But uh, and then, and then Bridget's over in the corner. She's this older, plump maid, and she's like, "Ah," and I bet she's going to tell me what to cook.
4: Well, she'll probably be telling me what to cook, and I'm supposed to cooperate with her. Well, I can't think about that now.
0: Here she is. I ain't cooking what she tells me. I'll cut her. I'll cut her. I, I will kill her. I will kill her, Martha. I will murder her like I killed the last one. I will kill her. I'm going to kill her. I hate her. I hate her so much. I'm going to kill her, Martha. I'm going to. Ah, I want to wring her neck. And then from off camera, somebody shoots a tranquilizer dart. She's like, oh, okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> she may have been hangry
2: yeah i mean if that would have happened right then i had been like oh okay this is gonna be all right
1: if, if she had been like a secret serial killer and just murdered everyone at the end i would have been like that was what this was all about now oh, i
2: man. get it all the kids too luke <clears throat> oh, all wow. the orphans oh, definitely oh.
0: definitely um <laughs> definitely the <orphans. laughs> but then miss weston does show up and the maids are like oh hi aren't you just darlin Never mind the fact that we had tension like two seconds ago. Now, she, to be fair, she, the, the, the way she won Bridget over was she was like, oh, I had a garden at home for some reason. I'm going to bring this up. And Bridget's like, oh, oh, huh? oh, my goodness, I have plant boxes upstairs. And Miss West is like, oh, you do? Uh-huh. You want to see them sometime? Oh, I would love that. Did you dress yourself this morning? Uh-huh. And I put my shoes on the right foot all by myself. <laughs> Good job,
2: Bridget. See, when I, Zach, when I heard her line, it was more like this.
0: You have flowers, too? And so they talk about Mr. Dale. And, uh, and <laughs> Miss Weston learns that Mr. Dale hasn't had a Christmas ever since, since his his parents died. His parents. The man's in his, his 40s, maybe even early 50s. I've never once seen somebody get that broken by the death of of their parents. Don't be wrong. It's a sad experience that I'm not looking forward to, nor are I want to happen for a long, long time. But you know, your whole life doesn't just crumble around you. This <laughs> is me. This is
1: rather <laughs> insensitive of you, Zach. <laughs> you know what? My pups may die, but I tell you
0: right now, we're not canceling <laughs> Christmas. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is he's like 50. They make this accident happen like it happened like 10 years ago, so he was 40. So what did he do as an entire adult life from 18 to 40 that left him without wife, without children, without anything? Was he? It sounds like he was a turd of a person, and then his parents died, and he's like, finally, people could stop asking me about Christmas. I'll just be like, oh, because it reminds me of my parents.
1: Well, he uh, he drowned his his sorrows in his work. That's how he became wealthy. Right. Right, But you now, know what? I know people who are probably his age who are like destroyed by the death of their parents. Well, that's so the, the parents', parents fault for
0: this. not cutting the umbilical cord. <laughs> for raising a weakling.
2: <laughs> hey, Luke, guess we're, what we're happens when list. your
0: parents actually like you? No, I love my parents <laughs> to can't death. can't stand me? I love my parents to death, and they love me. However, they raised me to be an independent person. That's how life is supposed to work. You're born, your parents raise you, you get older, they get older, they die. You have kids, you raise them, they get older, you get older, you die.
3: It's the of
0: Thank you for that clinical uh, explanation of life there. I'm like 90% sure that was word for word, like Ecclesiastes something. But, um... <laughs> You're born, you live, you die. Get over it. Maybe the the thing is that really ate him up is the way his parents died, because...
4: Mr. Dale's parents were in an accident some time ago. Um, It was about this time of the year. His father was killed, and his mother was essentially an invalid.
0: Martha goes, and his mother... Well she essentially became an invalid.
2: (laughs) What is an essential invalid? I mean, to me, you either are, you aren't. It's kind of like being pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. The word essentially, essentially pregnant.
0: I looked it up. The word essentially means. It means the intrinsic nature of a person's thing or situation. Right. It's, It's who they are. No one who becomes an invalid is essentially an invalid. That is not their nature as a person. Now, you can basically become an invalid, but you cannot essentially become an invalid unless you were born an invalid. And first of all, let's talk about the word invalid. I feel like that word is right up there with retard as to words we shouldn't say anymore.
1: I feel like that one's right behind. It's like an it's in a class somewhere behind retard. Like it's going out of fashion fast and probably is now. But it's still like technically a almost like a like a medical way of referring to it. But it's still like when you hear that you're like ooh oof.
0: It's okay. So Mr. Dale didn't like Christmas cuz his parents died boo hoo. Um, but then <laughs> Miss West is like, well, doesn't he have family? And he's like, yeah, he's got a brother out in California, but whatever. He doesn't come around no more. And, uh, and she goes, does he ever go home for Christmas? Lady, we just told you both his parents are dead. What home he going to go to? Besides, he can't because they had a house back in Old Town. She's like, Old Town? Good question. They're like, yeah, Farmington. Duh. That's where we used to live. Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't <laughs> understand that you said Old Town as if that is just a normal turn of phrase that people say. Hey, Scott, I moved from Waverly. Oh, you mean Old Town? <laughs> you did. You moved from the Old Town to the New Town. Now you're And in then Edmonton. they go, oh, and then she's like, oh, I used to live right next to, to Farmington and, and Millersburg. Have you ever been? No, we don't get up there anymore. <laughs> you worked there and lived there. It's right next door! She didn't ask me what they're yesterday! She just asked if you've been Ma- there! You morons!
1: Bridget and Martha aren't allowed to leave the house. Well, of course not! Because they're they missed,
0: they, it's Mr. Dale's... I, I honestly think it's like The Shining, and they're dead, and they're tied to Mr. Dale. Actually, oh There's my so goodness, I just solved inwards. it! That's the only way this thing makes sense! <laughs> Mr. Dale and Martha, the younger of the two maids, how... Uh, much of an age difference would you think was between the two of them? Uh,
1: I mean, I would say he was like probably a couple years older than her.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. Yes, I would. And yet Martha's like, oh, I remember Mr. Dale was a young strapping boy and I'd read him bedtime stories with his brothers (laughs) and sometimes they'd go fishing all day. No, those turds. They go fishing all day. What were they thinking? But they'd always be home in time for supper. Yep, those are that's how kids work. They get hungry and <laughs> come home. Oh, shoot. And so Miss Weston's like, I bet he would like a picture of that house. And they're like, yeah, I guess. That's great. Now you have something to do for the next scene. And then she's like, oh, we've got to go buy uh, toys for all these children. Now, where's she getting these children? The Local Actors Guild, we got into a big argument about whether or not people had local actors guilds last year. I don't feel like getting in that argument again. It's pretty dumb, I still think. But then uh, yeah. when, when, when Bridget hears that the kids are going to be uh, local actors, oh, she's up in arms because, uh, because Miss Weston has to go buy Christmas presents for them. And she's like, those actor kids are spoiled rotten, and you know it. I have some misgivings.
3: Whatever for
4: well, how do you buy gifts for children you don't even know?
3: Well, think of it as, you know, the play, and, and we'll buy for the ages.
4: Martha. are Santa's? Oh, no, come
3: on. Well, it's
4: all right. It's, It'll be all right. Just those Mar- actor children probably have everything they need.
3: Well, well just think of it as, you know, buying for the play and for the ages. It's all right.
4: It will be all right, Martha. It'll be all right. Just mm-hmm. go and have
0: I'm like, you're really harsh against these local actors. There's one thing I know Mm -hmm. about local actors and community theaters and stuff. They're loaded. Richest people in town.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: There's 13, 14-year-olds driving up in Jaguars, Lamborghinis. They're loaded. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And so, uh, but Bridget is convinced to leave the house for the first time ever, apparently, and go shopping with Miss Weston. And then Miss Weston returns. And guess what? She... The next day, Miss Weston returns and she got a picture of Mr. Dale's old house. Now, this was harder than you'd think because the old house isn't there anymore. Why? Because it, quote, got turned into the high school.
4: <laughs> no, Miss Weston, that's the sad part. When they moved to here, uh, their property became part of
0: the new high school.
3: Huh.
0: Now, when she t- shows the pictures to the maids, Bridget says, Look at the colors.
2: <laughs> That's not the part that bothered me, though. Have you ever once looked at a picture of a house and thought, man, look at the colors. Look at the colors.
1: <laughs> Have you ever I, – I, I was totally with her because, you know, you ever look at, like, old film photos and the colors are, like, washed out yeah. and kind of pretty looking?
2: You know what? It just dawned on me. The only thing that can explain – and they may have been seeing colors. The only thing that can explain their whole acting ability in that line right there, I think both those ladies were on acid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing is... is it makes sense see they're seeing all these, colors. All the props in the movies, or in this movie, clearly came from, like, a pawn shop. Yeah. And you get a glimpse that this house is, like, a single-level ranch house. And that's it. <laughs> like, it literally looks like a Remax photo that you'd find on online. And... <laughs> They're looking at this picture, and they're like, oh, there's the orchard. And look at that, Here the gazebo. Over here's where we kept our slaves before Old Town became integrated. <laughs> it was just a picture she of a ranch house. There's nothing, none of those things. Sniffed. She sniffed the picture. Yeah, she I did can s- almost smell she it. Did, she did smell what? the picture. She did smell What'd the picture. She done? straight up smelled Why? it. Have you ever done that? Because she could almost smell it. No, everyone,
1: because...
0: Everyone knows oh. that pictures taken of houses before they become high schools are printed with special paper that makes them smell like yes. what the picture is. I mean, if you had lilac, you can smell the lilac. And it's not lilac Even in this movie, it's it lilac. Out. Lilac. <laughs> After they get done sniffing the picture, Jimmy comes over <laughs> and uh, to drop off some things. He's got some bad news though because you're not gonna believe this it's two thousand and fourteen. every one of those kids that make up the in the actors Guild this town has like an actors' guild with at least five child actors that are very well off according to Bridget mm-hmm. all and of them, the right ages, all of them including the mother. That was going to, the lady that was going to play the mother in this terrible play that they're going to put on for Mr. Dale and his bot Christmas. Uh, Well, they got measles. (laughs) Of
1: all the things they could have picked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And the other kids just don't want to come without them.
0: They got measles. There's 5,000 different diseases that you could have picked. Now Mm -hmm. you're going to pick the one that that no one gets because everybody's vaccinated for. They
2: could have had lupus. They could have had kidney disease. And so what Ah, are they going to
0: do? What are they going to do? All their kids have measles. They need some kid actors. What are they going to do? Jimmy's like, I got this. All right. You know how great of an actor I am in this movie. So why don't you... I'll play the oldest son and and I'm throwing things out here. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm an orphan. That's an offhanded comment that comes out right here uh, at the orphanage. Uh, you know this this girl that, that 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 I'm really got the hots for. And um, why don't you make her my sister? I don't know. I'm just thinking. But maybe you can make her my sister. Hey, Miss What? Make her my sister. You're gonna make her my sister. Wouldn't that be awkward? Make her my sister. But I don't know, wouldn't that be weird for you As soon as you got a crush on him It will make it better Make her my sister <laughs> But can we just For a moment Talk about why Jimmy is mad at the other kids at school Because apparently All these kids that are his friends at school Have uh, incredibly abusive fathers That they get into yes. arguments with Constantly They're like, He's like, all my friends talk about arguing with their dads They don't know how lucky they are to have a dad To argue with Yep, that's what I, when I look back on my childhood, that's the thing. That's the highlight. I'm like, man, I'm so lucky I had a dad to fight with. I'm going to call him up after this and be like, hey, dad. No, No, I'm not saying that. I'm glad I had a dad. But all I'm saying is when I got together with my friends, I'm not like, let's get into some dad argument chat, fellas. Oh, sorry, Jimmy. I didn't realize your parentless butt is here. (laughs) I can't imagine that
1: you would be that insensitive in your younger years. And then can knowing we talk? to you should be the very conscientious young man that you were.
0: Right. And then can we also talk for just a moment that Miss Weston then equates the fact that she lost her dad at 14 to Jimmy being an orphan. And then she says. That
1: was a little strange.
0: Not as strange as. My first job at 14, too. Fourteen.
3: I put um, four brothers through college. It was challenging, but worth it.
0: Four brothers. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and I have four brothers that I put through college. This is impressive. At 14. So she had older brothers that she went to work for (laughs) (laughs) to put through college.
1: They had to focus on their studies.
0: She had like so a 26-year-old brother to going tuition. to... 26-year-old brother stopped by Miss Weston at the Dairy Queen making minimum wage. <laughs> going, ah, this next semester is going to be pricey, sister. <laughs> and then, and then Miss Weston's probably in her 40s. And then she goes, oh... And, he goes, and Jimmy goes, do you have any sisters besides the four brothers that you put through college? And she goes, she goes well, I got a little sister who just got married out of high school. Huh? Can, can we sit down and do the math here? <laughs> no, because it'll ruin the movie.
1: She wasn't saying she just got out of high school. That was
0: the line. The line was, oh, I have a little sister who just got married out of high school
3: youngest sister and she is she just got married out of high school and
0: (laughs) that was the line I wrote it down verbatim
3: (laughs)
1: Uh, I mean these are small details no one notices this (laughs) it's not worth rewriting uh, the script for so I feel uh, like if there weren't small, small horrible errors like this (laughs) <laughs> then the movie would just be trash for being trash's sake all the little puzzle pieces you know that are out of line or you know don't mathematically make up they kind of make the movie more enjoyable it makes they, the movie they help
0: the trash it aspect. makes the movie brilliant if these little lines weren't in there it, it would not be that good uh and one
1: so far as brilliant
0: oh either here's the thing i don't understand either the director of this movie is Basically, or essentially an invalid, or he is the greatest genius filmmaker of all time. And he put these little details in there on purpose because he knew that the script was not that strong. But if he made it terrible, then someone will talk about it. Anyways, how are they going to replace all these actors? Well, Jimmy and his wannabe girlfriend, make her my sister, uh, are going to play the two oldest children, and then they're going to get three other children from Jimmy's orphanage. And then they run out and tell the maids the news. And Miss Weston's like... or Sorry, because it tells Martha first. And they're like... Hey, we're going to go get kids from the orphanage to play these kids. And Martha's like, well, that's going to just, oh, we need to tell Bridget, Bridget, get in here. And Bridget's chubby little butt comes waddling in. And she's like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, she does kind of look like the <sighs> Affleck duck. <laughs>
0: She comes waddling in and then and then Martha's like, Bridget, we're getting the children from the orphanage.
1: Just like Oprah.
0: And then Bridget's like, oh, good. The spoiled rotten actor kids are suffering with measles that they didn't deserve my presence. But these orphan babies sure do. I've been, knitting, I've been knitting I've been knitting sweaters. Practice. I've been knitting sweaters for all five of these little kids and I was afraid that they're <laughs> I've been knitting scarves for all five of these little kids and I was afraid they weren't going to need them cuz everybody know rich people don't get cold. But they don't need scarves. You get a scarf. I want a scarf. So everything's set. All right, we got the orphans coming. Jimmy, it's finally gonna talk to gene that's the girl's name and he finally gets to potentially date his sister which he's super excited about i mean i'm not joking about this i really wish i was but i'm not and then uh everything's set next day they're gonna do a little dress rehearsal get all the kids over there all the little ones and everything and miss weston's like hey uh, you're going to call this stranger your daddy and uh, you're going to be happy about it and, uh, <laughs> and you're going to get paid to do it. And then Gene, who does not know that Jimmy uh, is super excited that he gets to play her brother, is like, I'm an idiot and I want to give this rich man what they were going to pay me to act in this as my Christmas present to him. And they're like, Gene, you're a moron. But okay, Miss <laughs> <Ms>. West, Miss <laughs> West is like, that's fine. He ain't gonna see a dime of that in the return, you know. That's going straight into Miss Weston's pocket. But uh, that's fine, you little orphan idiot. He's my fake daddy. Hey, you heard about little orphan Annie? Well, Gene is little orphan idiot. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> at this point, uh, the 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 maids uh, bring up a box a cardboard box that's covered in a very dark crimson color as if it looks like the box from the movie seven that had Gwyneth Paltrow's head in it. Um, It was covered in blood. It was. And then she's like, here's all these ornaments that are family heirlooms. She holds them up. Literally there are tags on them from the store. They bought them that day. And at this point, Martha asks Miss Weston if she could put up a nativity scene. And, and Miss Weston says, as everyone says when they're asked that question, "I really don't care. Do what you want." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, whatever.
2: <laughs> it's not coming out of my budget. Whatever makes you happy.
0: <laughs> I mean, have you ever once had someone go, "Do you care if there's a nativity scene here?" And you go, "No, I really don't. I do not care." Okay, so nativity scene is going up. Woohoo! Uh-huh. Now, the one kid you do need to care about, besides Gene and Jimmy, is Willie. Is Willie. Because Willie, Willie. Willie is one of the most, most well-behaved children on the set. He knows his lines. He says it in an adorable way. He's not a great actor, but he does, he does a good job. But everyone in this movie just hates Willie. Mm-hmm. Willie's like, hey, guys, I'm mm-hmm. hungry. Stop whining, Willie! You will eat what I tell you you can eat! Hey guys, it's me, Willie. I was just wondering, it's been like 24 hours since we were allowed to eat last. Um, you guys think I can have a cookie? (laughs) WILLY! Stop whining! I'm sick of you, Willie! (laughs) This is why your parents are dead, Willie!
1: (laughs) You ate all the food, they didn't have any left. (laughs)
0: Yeah! You're nuts with all your questions! And all your whining, Willie! He hate you really. Uh and then suddenly Mr. Weston is coming home early and so everybody has to run. Why? Why do they have to run? It's not a surprise. Mr. Weston bought this and ordered it. That'd be like buying a package you on Amazon and then when it. it and when it showed up, going, "I can't open it. It'll be a surprise." It's here. Anyways, everybody runs. Turns out that Mister Re- or Mister Dale came home early because uh, he's meeting with a friend. Yeah, uh, and and the friend comes over because Mister Dale has his Christmas present for his wife. I don't know; it's weird. But his friend comes over, and they're talking. And Mister Dale's or Mister Dale's like, "Hey, friend, uh, I, I I I rented a Christmas. I bought a Christmas this year. Rented some people." And his friend's like, say what now? And he's like, yep, I sure did. I got me a wife and five kids. And you can see the friend is slowly edging towards the door so he can go run out and call the police.
1: (laughs) But he says, "What does he say? Like, I have, I got five kids just like you." Yeah, and his friend, he's like copying his friend's life. Yeah, he's like, look, your life, and now I'm happy (laughs) to be there.
0: Yeah, he's like. He's like, I just see how you are with your wife and your kids, and I want that, too. One of us. One of us. And the friend is like, you are a freak. I'm leaving. The friend is the only only person, the only person who says what everyone who watches this movie says. What are you doing? This is creepy. Stop it.
1: (laughs) What is wrong with you? He will not be he stopped. He's like, ah, oh, this is fine.
0: And another thing is is that uh, Mr. Mister Dale explains that um, he got this idea to, to go in and rent a Christmas because he was just walking past the locally owned rent-to-own and just, you know, in one of those moods. One of those renting people moods, you know. He's like, I was just in a mood to get some Christmas, so I went in there and bought it. I've been in a lot of moods, fellas. A lot of moods. I've walked past <laughs> like... you in a mood to rent somebody? I've driven down the road and saw like a new donut shop open up and go, hmm, I'm in the mood for a donut. That sounds good. I'm going to go try it out. And then pull over and get a spontaneous donut. I've driven down the road and, and, and saw, you know, a new lawnmower. Was probably the most expensive mood purchases I got. And I was like, hey, we could use a new lawnmower. I'd like the look of that one. Let's go check it out. Never once have I walked past a family of five and said, hmm... I'm in a mood. I'm going to go buy them. <laughs> it's now time for the borrowed Christmas to actually begin. Now, in the beginning of this movie, Mr. Dale said that he wants a genuine quote, Norman Rockwell Christmas, which basically means white. He wants a very white Christmas. So, which explains why the children are all dressed as Charles Dickens characters.
1: I have a question about that last scene where he's talking to his friend. Yep. So he, make, he makes it sound like he went in there joking. Did you get that? Like mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. she didn't realize yeah. that I yeah. was he joking. That. <laughs>
0: yeah, she didn't realize that $10,000 check I wrote her wasn't real. And Even in then- the memo, it just said, JK, LOL boy, boy and is this joke gonna be on her he's like
1: and she didn't get it so I just continued and now here yeah. I am but genuinely deep in my heart I wanted this all along like what
0: yeah it's so dumb it's so dumb yeah
1: it was all for fun I really didn't mean it I like but to go God. into shops and just like ask to rent the creepiest thing possible
0: I need a used <laughs> woman's apartment plunger and I'd like to rent it for Christmas please do you have any baby teeth?
2: <laughs>
1: do you have a jar of baby teeth? You know,
2: I could, I could see someone going into, like, Walmart or something and going up to customer service. There's so somebody back on the floor and go, uh, uh, yeah, do you guys carry used baby teeth? So the next
0: day... All the kids are dressed up in their Charles Dickens best to put on this play. Now, Miss Weston asked an important question. She asked at the beginning of the movie, how do you write a script for a play like this? How do you how do you write things down for people to pretend in real time that they are some old pervert's children? And Jimmy responds. You don't. You just make it up as you go. And I said, Aha! I figured out this movie. <laughs> the writing philosophy. You didn't it's have improvi- a script. Improvisional. Borrowed Christmas. So anyways, the kids are all here. Last year, when I made Kelsey watch this, she said, quote, This is worse than labor. At this point in the movie, I just want to bring that up, that that was in my notes. And then... Uh, <laughs> and then... Mr. Dale comes home and he greets his youngest children and all these kids come up and never seen this guy before in their life go, Daddy! And they run up and hug him and I go Ugh. How did you react to that this time around, Scott? I, I, how, how was the FBI not notified? <laughs>
1: Seriously. <laughs> I was prepared for this obviously. But still.
2: Uh, the natu- you know what? Of all the poor acting that's in this movie, it seems like at the point in time when they yelled, daddy, and came, gave him a hug, it was genuine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because what you don't see is off screen, Mr. Dale had like a a wooden spoon in his hand going, I will beat you all again. (laughs) That's how he greeted the children in the beginning. They were like, hi, my name's little Susie Wilkinson. I'll be playing the role of, you do not talk to me unless you're spoken to. You're my daughter. You understand you call me daddy We're methoding this <laughs> Yes daddy I'm sorry I'm, I'm so sorry you. This hurts me more than it hurts you Yes daddy I know it hurts you I'm just kidding it doesn't hurt me I love it <laughs> <laughs> And then uh And then Jimmy and and and, and 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 his sister girlfriend shows up They're having a great time Everybody's home for the holidays. It's real lovely. And then after dinner, which we don't see because they only had access to the living room of the set that they filmed this movie or the movie filmed in this house. And they apparently were only allowed to go into the breezeway and the living room. Uh, After dinner, they come out and it's almost time to go to bed. But, uh, you know, Miss Weston is playing the mom at this point in time because she couldn't find another measles free actor. To to fill the roles, the mom And she comes out with a tray of oatmeal raisin cookies Because they're Mr. Weston's favorite Or Mr. Dale's favorite We should really be locking this man up, he is insane Uh, And she's like, here, eat a cookie And she just shoves it in his stupid face And the kids are watching, they're like We're orphans, can we please have a cookie too? No, you'll ruin your dinner (laughs) But we just ate dinner Shut up, how dare you Pre-speak continuity airs with me So after Mr. Tail Eats his favorite oatmeal Raisin cookie This is probably the Creepiest part of the whole movie Um Well Miss Weston's like Oh my apron is coming loose Can you retie it for me And Mr. Weston's like Yeah I totally could do that And then as he's tying it she's like
3: It's a little tight Oh
0: sorry do this
3: very
0: often <laughs> there how's that
3: oh, what'd you do oh you gotta tie knots huh
0: <laughs> sorry so you know how to tie knots and i'm like this no See, can you please stop I didn't this gather that from that scene at all <laughs> I, I didn't gather did I. nothing that's just the lines she just said oh you know how to tie knots So let's let's run down what we know about this man and why in the world the orphanage agreed to just let five of their orphans out to stay at the stranger's house. Number one, he thinks you can rent people. True. Number two. Or he at least proposed that you could rent people. Number two, when he found out that people were actually being rented, he would just was like, cool. Number three, he was totally into all these little kids hugging him and calling him daddy. Number four, he loves oatmeal raisin cookies. Number five, he ties a tight apron and knows how to tie knots. Guilty, your honor! Guilty! I don't... He's guilty for everything. Perfect. Anywho, that night, while all the kids are cuddled around their fake daddy... And Miss Weston is cuddled next to her fake husband. Someone goes, hey, can you read the Christmas story? I'm like, cool. I love the Christmas story. Charles Dickens. They're dressed like Charles Dickens characters. I'd love to hear about Marley and some ghosts and everything. It's going to be real fun. That's not what we're getting here. (laughs) What we're getting is uh, someone handing him a book that is clearly labeled world-famous paintings. And he opens is it, it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. And he opens it up and uh in one, and, 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 and the one scene he's reading from a smaller book that's tucked inside of the bigger book, World be Paintings. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's just reading the biblical New King James. Birth of Christ story, and you are like, okay, I get it. You know, some people are mistakenly believing that Jesus was born on Christmas. I mean, they're idiots and they don't do any research, but that's fine. Um, but you think, okay, they're just going to fade out. Like this is going to be a nice family moment. He's just going to start it and fade out. Nah, no, we have a ten-minute yeah. scene of him reading every single verse of the King James or the King James Nativity story. Every every single verse. It's a ten-minute scene. Part is-
1: my favorite part is when he gets to Quirinius and he like can't pronounce it for a second. <laughs> I'm like, this is accurate.
0: And then they, after the story is finally over, after 10 of the most hellacious minutes of cinema history. Um, you consider hear, reading the Bible to be hellacious? I, I consider him reading the Bible on film as it just intercuts wow. to Gene's face, looking at him longingly for some reason. To be hellacious. Yes, I do. It was the creepiest moment of my life. It's right there. Him reading the Bible as an underage girl was staring at him and him knowing how to tie a tight apron. They're basically eye and eye as far as level of creepiness. And then outside, outside, as if this movie was scripted or something, uh, there's a bunch of carolers out there singing Silent Night. And one of the kids are like, hey, you know what everyone does when there's carolers? Let's invite them inside our house. And they do. You are supposed to do that. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, you
1: are. And then you're supposed to give them
0: cookies and hot chocolate. No, you're supposed to give them figgy pudding because they won't leave until they get some. That's
2: right. <laughs> 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 so let me ask Zach, You take a look at this. You're going, this guy's a pedophile.
0: No, you, do you I didn't say that. Go th- I, I didn't say he was a pedophile. Oh, okay. Do you think I- he is? I think he's a psychopath. I don't think he's a pedophile. I think he's a legitimate murderer psychopath. I don't think he's diddling kids. I think he's murdering kids. And adults. Okay. And dogs.
2: Do you see psychopath in him, Luke?
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, anyway you cut it. No matter how like weirdly endearing this movie can be after you watch it a couple times. <laughs> it, he's still That's he's the still tag that's spread.
0: actually the tagline of our podcast. Weirdly <laughs> endearing after weirdly you listen to it a couple endearing. times. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's like, oh, OK, like like I, I watched this movie last year. Let's bring back some funny memories. But still, you're looking at Mr. Dale. You're like, you're a weird dude.
0: So the carolers come in. By the way, all these carolers are played by the other orphans that didn't make the cut to come over to Mr. Dale's house and get presents and stuff. So um, that was kind of cruel. They're like, "Hey, you're not a very good actor, are you? But you can be in this choir and get to see what these other five privileged orphans get tonight. They sleep on a mattress what, that isn't made, just, made out of plastic."
2: I tell you what would have made this movie great. They should have just conducted <sighs> tryouts for these positions right then and there. We made it. We may need to change it up a little bit
1: at this point in the movie. I'm confused how those kids could have been worse than the ones that they selected. I mean it they essentially have. must have been invalids if if that was the case.
0: Essential invalids. So, it's now bedtime. The orphans that didn't make the cut are kicked back out into the cold. And uh Mr. Dale and uh Mrs. Doubtfire um <laughs> Miss Weston <laughs> Or Miss Weston are uh Sitting around the Christmas tree. The kids try to come down here stairs for a moment. And I remember very clearly Miss Miss Weston going, Go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> Get back to bed. And she yells at him and Mr. Dale's like, Ah, oh, Mary, life is sweet. And then um <laughs> And then she's like, Hey, I left you some presents to wrap. To which my response would be, Oh, thanks. That's great. Yeah, I left why? you some garbage in the kitchen to take out. <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't <laughs> want to wrap these. Thanks for the chore. Uh and then he's like, Oh, what presents do we got here? She's like, Well, here's a five hundred dollar coat for the paper boy. He's like, I told you to buy <laughs> presents for these five kids. What are you doing? And she's like <laughs> eh. Man, don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, here, this is a watch for Jimmy. This is a Rolex. This is yeah. a Rolex. Why? I don't have a Rolex. Why does Jimmy get? Because he deserves our best. Our son deserves the best.
2: Jimmy's and, not and gonna. should have said because you said money is no option. Where do you see what you got me?
0: No, the point? No, not, not. It's not. It's not that. I don't think Jimmy is going to see that Rolex. I think that that he, Rolex goes right... now, it goes right in Miss Weston's purse. And it goes yeah. right <laughs> back to Zales on the 26th. She
1: probably marked it up and put it in her, her rent-a-shop.
0: Christmas time. Everybody's opening presents. It's a great time. They open them. Um, the maid, Bridget, gets some perfume. And she goes, It smells like lilac. Every chris- country woman likes lilac. Lilac.
4: Every good country girl likes lilac.
0: (laughs) So, you know, that was a nice moment. Um, uh, Mr. Dale loves the picture of his house. He sniffed it and he's like, I can smell the lilac. And then um, the only other really memorable thing is, is at this point, Jean is like, here's a present from me, daddy. And it's like this weird headshot of her. Yeah. It's like a 20-inch like frame with just her face in it. So after, it, after this bar That'll Christmas is over, yeah, it's going to sit on this bedstand. stand. It's going you know it, the back And stand. I know yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like There's to think no about doubt. it, but that's where it's going. And then Jimmy's like, hey, that's my sister. <laughs> that's my sister, girlfriend. And uh, Miss Weston is given by Mr. Dale a antique brooch to which the middle daughter says, one of the unnamed ones that we don't care about, goes, oh.
3: A brooch. How elegant. Oh, it's
0: so beautiful. Oh,
3: John.
4: It looks like an heirloom. Oh, mama, it's beautiful.
3: You're beautiful, Miss Weston. I mean, mommy. <laughs> Thank you, buddy.
0: That's a brooch. How elegant. It looks like an heirloom. You know, what normal 12-year-old girls say.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've heard it once. You've heard it a hundred
1: times.
0: I, mean, I can't tell you heirloom, how many times.
1: elegance. Have either of your wives
0: ever worn a brooch? No, because they're not 80-year-old no. women. Shh. At some point during this Christmas festivity, Mr. Dean, Dale, Mr. Dale... <laughs> Turns into a monster because he looks at these orphans, his two oldest orphans, Jimmy and Jean, and goes, hey, what do you guys want to do this summer? Now, keep in mind, they have to act as if they're her, his real children. So she's like, I guess I'd like to have a family. But uh, no, I mean, uh, horseback riding in, in Maine. And Jimmy's like, yeah, that sounds fun. Maybe we could go camping, daddy. he's like, you're not doing any of those things because you are orphans. You're going back to the orphanage. (laughs) Where no one wants you. But uh, then it's time for all the kids to go back to the orphanage. And then we get to the, might might be my favorite part of this movie. Because uh, at the end of it, Miss Weston gives back the brooch because it's a family heirloom. And uh, as she turns to leave, I'm like, she's going to be murdered right here. As Mr. Dale goes, aren't you going to ask if I'm satisfied with your job? (laughs) She's like, "Are, are, are you satisfied? And he goes, no, I'm not. And she's like, you piece of crap. I busted my butt. I trafficked children for you. And you're telling me you're not satisfied? Well, I'll tell you something that Jimmy told me at the beginning of the movie. You can't buy happiness, Mr. Dale. But you can rent a lawnmower. And with this coupon, you can get 15% off. Come see me in the spring. And she leaves. <laughs> that would have been a far better ending. Wouldn't that have been great? And he's like, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied, Miss Weston, because Christmas is over. So, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Number one, I'm going to adopt those five children because I know it is that easy. You just walk into any orphanage and go, those five, and they just give them to you. (laughs) (laughs) No papers to sign.
2: No questions asked. They're out the door.
0: And number two, Miss Weston, I met you two days ago. I want you to keep that brooch because it's going to be a promise. It's going to be a promise that Jesus Christ is going to be at the center of our marriage forever. (laughs) Boom! Christian movie! (laughs) (sighs) I'm not joking. When I said the faith-based part of this movie just comes in with a mean left hook and just pops you right across the face because you do not, you expect him to propose. You don't expect the marriage and family sermon to come with it. The movie ends with Miss Weston apparently accepting this marriage proposal. It's been two days. Um,
1: He's rich, though.
0: And then the movie ends with a terrible, terrible acoustic song that I am sure someone spent five minutes on and recorded just for this movie. Because it begins with the lines, You can't buy happiness. The best gift in the world can't be bought or rented because it's Jesus. The best gift we can get
3: is something you can't rent. You won't take it back for a better one. The moments that we share, the love that takes us there, reminds us of Father, Son. And heaven met earth and that child. God and sinners reconciled.
0: And that's the end. Boom. And so, fellas... Get your life right. I want to do something special because it is Christmas. And, and because of that terrible acoustic ending... I thought back to my, my days back when I played a lot of the good fiddle oh, and how I could, I could pretty much make up a pretty good song on the spot. And so, for just a few moments, I'm going to make up. Just one second.
1: <laughs> I wondered why that was there.
0: <laughs> I oh, want to make know. up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to uh, copy this song and just kind of describe this movie and how much it means to uh, me how Much it means of you, <laughs> means to me. Nope. The best things in life can't be bought or rented because they're free for viewing on Amazon. It's a movie about a psychotic millionaire buying children for Christmas. The major and the woman is too. The kids can't. They belong in a zoo, and then Jesus is put in the end, and for some reason, maybe it's because people are all blind and don't know the real reason for the season. Merry Christmas.
2: Like the next never, Garth Brooks. I've never heard a dog cuss before. <laughs> so in your guys' estimation, would you – and I know we don't do this anymore. And I'm pretty sure that we gave this a pretty horrible rating last year. But would you rate it higher this year than you did
1: last? I think I definitely would. I would too.
0: I wouldn't rate this higher than last year Cause the movie still sucks That much is clear No one can act in this stupid movie And his house turned into the high school (laughs) And his mom is essentially an invalid (laughs) and no i don't care if you put up that stupid nativity scene just as long as you know that jesus wasn't born on december 25th but sometime in the late spring You people, you're a slave owner, even though you let him go the next day. And you're going to kill your new wife and her brooch that's just gorgeous and an heirloom. But I have one more thing left to say. This is the moment. And this is the most glorious Christmas ever. That mentally challenge maid says, "I've got to go make some cookies for my new family, even though it takes several months to go through the adoption process."
2: firing more more more. Oh, I need more
3: this is the most glorious Christmas of my whole life I need to go bake cookies for my new family
0: but uh yeah that's it for our show we'll be back next week good night everybody <laughs> oh Dobby
1: The
3: best gift I know is not bought or sold. You won't find it under a tree. Two thousand years ago, a father sent his boy to take on a burden for me.
2: Hey, they've got one good actor,
0: actress no they it don't I've, I've watched it again and there's not one there's not one the only good actor yeah, I, in this you movie gotta give
2: her a little credit. no
0: i don't because what actor do you know flubs through their lines steps on the lines of every person and every scene she ends and begins every sentence <laughs> she makes with she sucks her teeth 300 <laughs> times throughout
2: this movie i tell you right now murdering jenny is not what's on his mind jean <laughs> your are <gene. laughs> Murdering Gene's not what's on his mind. He's got things on his mind. Murder ain't one of them.
1: (laughs) Not sure how to respond to that.
0: (laughs) Must be doing something right. I just heard you sigh, leaning to my kiss and closed <laughs> those deep blue sister eyes. <laughs> I don't Christ. know what I did to le- <laughs> deserve a sister like this, but Jeannie, I and Jimmy named also Jack and must be doing something right.
2: <laughs> Hey, is it wrong to love your fake sister?
1: Do you think she went back to her rent-a-shop after this? Or was she just like gold digging until...
0: No, I think she she discovered that human trafficking is much more lucrative, and uh, (laughs) she turned to that.
2: I think they were quickly married. I'm surprised there's not a borrowed Christmas, too.
0: And I think now every Christmas, Mr. Dale lights the lamp that he made a lampshade out of her skin in memory of her. As he sings Silent Night
2: Silence of the Lambs
3: The best gift I know Is not bought or sold You won't find it under a tree Two thousand years ago, a father sent his boy to take on a burden for me.